Hello and welcome back to the official PlayStation Magazine UK podcast. Uh, and as you can tell from my voice, uh, this isn't editor Matthew Pellet, it's staff writer Ben Tyra. And today I'm joined by... Games editor Jen Zimpkins. Who is just up for this one today oh, so much. I'm very out of it. Um, my wisdom teeth are coming in because I'm so wise. Um, and I've, I'm just taking all sorts of drugs putting all sorts of gels on my poor aching teeth so you'll have to excuse me if i'm not quite as uh screamy and shouty as usual which might be a good or a bad thing <laughs> yeah i think for once my uh my eardrums will have time yeah. to recuperate yeah after no you'll be all right session. you'll be all right after this and we promise we'll have the full team again together soon yeah we will but for now it's uh it's just a mini sode which we always do um it's like every four weeks i suppose and then uh every well, in between those, uh, we do our, our full mag ones, but uh, this is just a little one to say hi uh, while we wait for the next mag to come out, which is very exciting. Speaking <laughs> of, you won't have to wait too much longer for that next mag. That'll be on shelves on the 22nd of November, and it's pretty impressive. It's pretty impressive. Uh, I mean, we were just talking about this before because we were like, oh, can we talk about it yet? We always have to be careful when Matt's not here. We have to be very careful about what we say, um, especially when it's something like an exclusive as big as this, would you say, Ben? It's massive. It is massive. It's so secret that we can't, we like really don't think we can even tell you before it's on shelves. Um, but suffice it to say that uh, it will certainly grab the eye on the newsstands. It's Definitely. a big one. Is a big one. But, as we said, we can't talk about that just yet, so let's talk about probably one of the biggest... I mean, it's been a great year for PlayStation, mm -hmm. and we've even got a new console. Yeah, PS4 Pro! Now, Jen, you went to an event recently. I did. I went to a Future Play event up in London, uh, where they had just a lot of PS4 Pros in one room, uh, which got quite toasty, I have to say. It's a lot of machinery. Um, but it was amazing because that was the first time I've ever seen... Uh, PS4 Pro. I, I believe you've seen, was it Call of Duty yes, on PS4 so Pro? Yes, um, I've played Call of Duty on PS4 Pro, yeah. um, which is very good. Yeah. Uh, it is, we'll get, I guess we'll get into what uh, we think of it later, Yeah. but um, I haven't had too much of a chance to see it, and that was the first time I saw it as well. Yeah, yeah, Pro, but I, uh, I actually went around and uh, had a little look at most things, so... Um, what did I see? I saw Neo on PS4 Pro. I played quite a lot of Neo. <laughs> Ended up sitting at the stand right there. That's the uh, sort of, it's almost like a cross between Dark Souls and uh, Onimusha. Um, you're kind of like a samurai. It's a really sort of tough as nails action RPG. It's definitely my sort of thing. That was beautiful on PS4 Pro. I saw Horizon Zero Dawn for the first time on PS4 Pro. I saw it at E3, but only on a regular PS4. That was amazing. Uh, saw Uncharted 4 on PS4 Pro. Uh. Yeah, no, it was crazy. Um, and also uh, The Last of Us uh, remastered, um, uh, done for the PS4 Pro Ratchet and Clank. So lots and lots of stuff, really, um, which I am currently uh, in the position of writing about all these things because um, I played uh, quite a bit of some of the newer games. Um, oh yeah, GT Sport as well. Actually, uh, Kazunori Yamuchi was there oh, amazing. Uh, talking to us about GT Sport, which has obviously been delayed. Um, but like, hang on, are you telling me a Gran Turismo <laughs> game? I know, shocker, right? Um, but it was kind of uh, obvious why when they showed us it, because they're obviously putting so much work into it. It's funny because um, the actual 
brightness. So the thing about PS4 Pros, we should probably explain, is uh, is 4K and HDR. Um, so basically it takes your games and puts 4K magic on them, uh, like via patches or just new games will come ready with it. So it's just like an incredibly, incredibly sharp image. Um, uh, to the point where you can see sort of like individual stitches on characters' clothing and like individual strands of hair, um, things like that. Just I I keep saying to people, it's like watching a game in normal PS4. You don't notice, but then when they turn the 4K on, it's like someone's put glasses on you, <laughs> um, which is very odd. Um, so that's impressive. But the thing that's even more impressive is uh, what it does with HDR, which is basically the thing that controls um, how bright the image is, but also how bright the, the brights are and how dark the blacks are. Um, so it's about contrast in the image, so you get so much more sort of range of colours and light and shadow. It definitely gives much more of a depth to colour. Yeah. Um, well, with Horizon Zero Dawn, I mean, I wouldn't really notice like playing on a normal PS4 and I played at E3 and I was like, holy crap, this is amazing. Um, but it was amazing having it toggled on and off for me at the event because they would toggle the HDR suddenly on and it would be like the sun was suddenly like switched on in the game. I, I, I don't even know how to describe it. It's It does make you wince a little bit because it's so bright. But it's funny because um, I was playing GT Sport, a demo, and uh, uh, the brightness on the headlights, like you, you know when you do your post-race sort of replay and you kind of switch his camera angles and when, the, uh, when all the cars were... Um, like coming around the first bit of the lap and it switched to like a front view like all the headlights so it's kind of like ow my eyes um it's really impressive and the thing about gt sport uh yamuchi san was telling us is that it's almost kind of future proof because they're pushing uh well and ps4 pro and gt sport can push the brightness up to i think it's about ten thousand nits 1,000 or 10,000, um, but uh, it's far beyond what a lot of 4K HDR-ready screens can even do right now. Um, so, like, 4K screens are probably, in the next six months to a year, like a lot of developers were telling me, uh, developers at Insomniac, um, are probably going to make huge leaps forwards as far as being capable of much, much more. So it's pretty amazing to think that uh, GT Sport will be, like, ready for it and more. Um, so what what we're saying is not only do we need to invest in a strong 4K TV, but a very strong pair of sunglasses as yeah, well. Yeah, it is it is unbelievable. Um, and again, it's one of those things where I don't know. I, I I could definitely carry on playing a regular my regular PS4 without really noticing. But when someone puts the difference right next to you, you do kind of think like, oh my goodness. I saw um, Days Gone as well. Um, I saw that at E3, but saw it on Pro for the first time. And like the, just like all the different sort of colours and like flushed bits of Deacon's face, like the lead character Deacon, um, were just amazing in uh, in PS4 Pro. It's weird, isn't it? Because I think it's important to remember that the actual, um, the games themselves stay the same. Yeah. They don't. There's not going to be. They haven't announced any. Yeah. Um, yeah. Any pro exclusives. Pro yeah. exclusives. But um, as you say, like having, I was at an event uh, for Call of Duty Infinite Warfare. Yeah. And when you walked in and you, I played a lot of Zombies in Spaceland because that was a game that again really got the best out of HDR. Mm. The bright it's really neon colorful, signs, right? yeah. really colourful. Um, and it doesn't take. You go back to the standard PS4. It doesn't take away from the gameplay, but. It, you do certainly look at it and go, 
huh, like, I'm, why was I ever satisfied with this? Yeah, it's funny. Um, it makes me sound super entitled. <laughs> it's funny because uh, I'd say, like, mainly the difference for me, like, would be cosmetic. Like, I really like pretty games. Um, and I would definitely sort of uh, push it up to making the most of 4K and HDR. But the thing about Pro and the thing about a lot of games, not all of them, but a lot of them that I saw is that uh, they have different settings. So Neo, for example, you can actually choose between, I think it's called movie mode, where you've got like 4K, like ramped up to the highest degree. Um, and uh, uh, and it comes at a cost to like improving frame rate. So it'd still be this normal frame rate on a PS4, um, but you can choose action mode and you can actually bump the frame rate up. Um, but the graphics, although they'll be better than the PS4, aren't quite like pushing the limits of what and PS4 it's the same Pro with Rise of the Tomb Raider as well, which yeah. has three modes to choose from. Yeah, exactly. I think Neo's got even more. I think I was trying to figure out like all of the like different bits and bobs because there's one for P- well, there's like a selection for PS4 as well, but then there's a selection for Pro that means slightly more. And I was like, like six, seven, eight. Um, but it, yeah, so it's interesting. So I think I would largely go on the cosmetic side if I was gonna um, get my 4K TV and stuff. Um, but also there is a chance to be able to sort of bump up. Uh, frame rates on games that sort of need it um, things like Neo sometimes you want like a quicker reaction it's, it's, it's nice a, and smooth yeah, it, it's, as you say like it's a demanding action RPG yeah. you're going to want those extra few frames for. Oh, do you know what it's such a shame because Bloodborne doesn't run at 60 FPS and like they haven't said anything about Pro for it yet and I know there's so many people out there <laughs> probably listening to this podcast who are like oh, just want Bloodborne at like or just plus 30 come on now we need them so as a call what would you say was the most impressive game you saw at the event that's it well i mean i hate to bang on about it but definitely horizon zero dawn i don't know like there's just so much going on that game neo i really liked because um there's a lot of kind of like little sparks dancing in the air um you have this thing called key in neo where if you make an attack and sort of quickly tap the R1 button, you do a key pulse. So you can actually, you know, you have like your stamina in things like Souls games and stuff, which is really important to be able to still move and attack. And if you kind of mash attack, like you're going to, your character's just going to be like, (gasps) all wheezy. You're going to have a bad time. You're going to have a bad time. Um, But in Neo, uh, the key pulse will let you, if you kind of land an attack, there'll be all these little blue sparks that suddenly appear around you and you press R1 and uh, the main character, Samurai uh, William, just sort of like sucks them all back in. He's like, (gasps) and he gets like a little boost to his stamina. So you can kind of like combo stuff like a little bit more. That's kind of almost like breathing. Yeah, funny that. He just sucks them all in like like a hungry, hungry hippo. (laughs) Um, well, but, strap. yeah exactly um, but uh, yeah so those little sparks on PS4 Pro are absolutely beautiful and I, I saw some really really cool levels of the game like an ice level, there's always an ice level but like this beautiful icy level, this boss with like these gorgeous dancing snowflakes and it is lovely but Horizon Zero Dawn still like I can't get over that game it is amazing um, it's just the the amount that HDR makes a difference and because it's so colourful brilliant um but i tell you what else did look very very impressive uh uncharted 4 they had uh the chapter at sea uh, so it was like you know just nate on the beach all gorgeous a lovely turquoise sea yeah, but tell me about the game <laughs> no <laughs> um i know what you mean yeah that, that game feels like it it kind of has the requisite amount of because obviously once you get to la batalia um 
Sorry, spoilers. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, there's so many different areas in that game which will yeah. bring out, not show off not only what HDR can do for colour, yeah. but the sort of crispness of the images, yeah. like never bettered facial animations. Yeah, oh, well, uh, already on PS4, like, I've never seen anything like Uncharted 4. I've never seen anything like it. Like, the way... She haven't played it. <laughs> the, 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 the facial capture. Um, it is, like, remarkable. Um and on PS4 Pro, like I, th- I think it's one of those things again where you have to have it like side by side, because um, uh, otherwise it just looks incredible anyway. But I think just you know Nate's Nate's stubble is that much more detailed on uh, on PS4 Pro. But and it's really kind of, the light. And there's another pro game. There is that is already out. It came out this Tuesday. And that's Watch Dogs oh, 2. yeah, of course. I was and like, wait, which one? <laughs> was a segue. Because I was going to say, because uh, Dishonored 2, I was like, are we oh, talking about Dishonored 2? Uh, that came out as well. <laughs> that came out last Friday, didn't it? There's, there's, yeah. We've kind of, at the moment, me and Jen have been t- like, then we're coming towards the end of the year on the mag, which means there's a lot more work to crank through, mm. a lot of big stuff we, we're writing for you guys. We're on the crunch now. But we don't get to play the games that all come out. No, we don't, unfortunately. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of freelancing them out to people who know the most about them and probably get them played the quickest deserving as we uh as we rattle through the no, mags um all the games jen but yeah but you have been i mean let's not say too much as uh there'll be a review later but you have been playing watchdogs 2 for our review as as, as followers of your twitter feed will know yeah I stole it from oh you. i was so I gutted well i like everyone who listens to the podcast or reads the mag will know that i've been i've been really enjoying watchdogs 2 i've been to a lot of preview events about it sort of like watched it come on and uh, as it, they reveal more and more about it to us. And now I'm feeling incredibly smug, Ben, because uh, f- f- on the interwebs uh, and in the office, indeed, everyone's like, oh my goodness, this game is actually really good. And I'm like, I told you so. I told you so. Um, <laughs> We've been talking about this a lot, and um, I think you're right in that the narrative around Watch Dogs 2 is the first game was nowhere near as good as people well, wanted the, it to Well, this be. is the thing, right? I think like a lot of it stems from quite a lot of people were disappointed with the first game it wasn't that great like it was hyped up as this big thing like this is like the ps4 game it's going to change everything um for many people it was the first yeah. time they saw something and thought this looks like yeah. next gen when yeah you announced it at e3 2012 mm. i believe yeah it as you say like they didn't announce it at the time for next generation consoles but like mm. how are you going to get this running on a ps3 or 360 yeah which they somehow managed to do yeah to yeah. give them credit yeah but it, it Especially having played Watch Dogs 2, it probably feels like that came at a cost of all the stuff you can get out of the current PS4. Yeah, hardware. exactly. And and so, so I think a lot of people were... And you haven't played the first Watch Dogs, right? So... I haven't. I've, I haven't really, no. No, so um, like I think especially for people who had played it, it was like a little bit of a slap in the face that we were promised certain things that didn't actually transpire that way on ps4 i think everyone everyone appreciate that um so so really the thing about watch dogs 2 was i think everyone was had dampened their expectations a lot to the point of being like probably overly negative um it doesn't help that the game's tone is kind of like a hashtag lulls thing which can kind of i think even now it's sort of splitting people so like that i think is one of the most important things watchdog 2 gets right in that it isn't scared to have its own identity yeah like even if you find it divisive or annoying which it definitely can be in places yeah 
it still is willing to kind of commit to it in yeah. something like there are plenty of open world games uh, where sometimes you get the sense of it it's open world because it has to be. There's yeah. no we're lucky this year that the two big open world games in Mafia Three and Watch Dogs Two create universes that are distinctly their own. Yeah, and especially Watch Dogs Two is willing to like commit to it well it's it's an interesting uh thing that you bring up mafia 3 as well obviously which you reviewed uh and gave a six out of ten um mm-hmm. just because i know you really enjoyed kind of the world of new bordeaux but it was kind of like the fundamental systems and missions and gameplay which was quite repetitive right and, like, to an insane degree which is amazing because um it's so interesting to hold up watchdogs 2 next to it and look at what it does right which is again create a world which is incredible it's set in san francisco it's so colorful it's got so much personality um definitely built for hdr yeah yeah completely Uh, i actually saw that on ps4 pro as well and it was really nice um but the world feels so alive because uh things like the ai of the npcs are uh very reactive like um you can just walk around and you'll you'll see them call the cops on each other if a fight breaks out in the streets and then like things will escalate like even without you having to do anything it's a world that really genuinely feels alive like before you even enter into it which is quite remarkable but then on top of that the systems in Watch Dogs 2 vastly improved from the first game like a lot like saved but then just massively expanded upon um that's where the real fun comes in as opposed to something like Mafia 3 because there's so many more options to be creative with something like Watch Dogs 2. I think, like, in in Mafia 3's defence, I don't think they are... Because obviously in Watch Dogs, a lot of the fun comes from experimenting. Yeah. Whereas with Mafia 3, I think they want you to... I think it's a very noble game in that it wants to present a kind of a very serious issue. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, interesting. Yeah. I think there's there's definitely areas... Definitely of... goes into the race issue, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, and I think well, both games do. Like, both games do, both, yeah. But these are like... These are AAA open world games that both feature a, um African-American as yeah, a protagonist. protagonist, yeah. So I think there's definitely points of comparison there. And you are, you are right. Like Mafia 3, Mission to Mission, is very repetitive. You repeat the same things over and over again. Mm. Um, Watch Dogs 2 on the other hand you know what you do is limited by your imagination yeah that's true and I I know you've we've kind of been discussing a lot we've both been playing a lot I've been playing a lot as well uh, just for fun Um, and I know just to see if I'm right (laughs) well exactly which I am got to keep a close eye Um, but I think what you've said a lot as well is that you could definitely if you were lazy about it do a lot of the missions in like the exact same way using the exact same tools that you maybe lock unlock later on in the game um but really it's a game that and i think the open world is the like outside of the missions is designed to encourage this too it is a game that makes an effort to encourage you to be creative but you are right in that kind of the honest falls on the player a little bit to be like okay i've got all these things how about i don't just use the rc jumper or the quadcopter for the millionth time and that's yeah <laughs> there's i think there's a few there are niggles to the game there are flaws um i'm as i've i think we won't go into it too much nah. just because we'll get into it in our review which you'll be able to read not in the issue coming out unfortunately uh but the issue that'll be going on sale in december yeah um, so Christmas. Keep, Christmas issue. You can like imagine 
It's a nice warm open fire. <laughs> the lights are on, the trees up, and you're settling down for some terrible puns for myself. <laughs> well, I tell you what, Watch Dogs 2 has some amazing outfit choices for Marcus. So I'm hoping, like, come Christmas, we'll get some, like, Christmas jumpers. <laughs> as long as it's not paid DLC, I'm fully on board. <laughs> oh, God. Well, there is a premium section. So, uh, unfortunately, it remains is. to be seen, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, but another thing to compare with uh, Mafia 3 and Watch Dogs 2 is I know that you're fa- a big, big fan of both of the soundtracks. <laughs> yes. I, we, you know what? Uh, Credence Clearwater Revival, Fortunate Son, is yeah. in both games. No way! Yeah, That's so funny. I found that pretty, pretty early on. Um, I think in terms of Mafia 3 and Watch Dogs 2 and their soundtracks, because I've always been a big sort of uh, proponent of the fact like a good soundtrack can make an open world yeah. game. Obviously GTAs are held up as a classic example. Yeah. Even something like Sleeping Dogs had a really, really good soundtrack that didn't really sound like any of open world game at the time and mm. gave this kind of like neon-drenched feel um, to uh, when you were playing that game. And what Watch Dogs 2 does really well is um, not only... Do they create like a, a pretty varied um, a list of like licensed songs? Everything compare like pales in comparison to Run the Jewels, but hey, <laughs> there's some good stuff in there. No, it's 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 varied. There's definitely different stations. It has again, it's all about cra- crafting an identity that feels like it could only exist in this game. But yeah. they get Hudson Mohawk to do the score for the game as well. Right. And again, like not only do I love a good synth soundtrack, but it just like pulls it together. Did he do Marcus's theme then? Uh, I don't think he did Marcus's theme. Oh, that's really cool. I know um, that one. But you should definitely like it's on Spotify now. Uh, he actually released it as an album. Oh, but, a little look at that. You know, you go into missions and because obviously in the game you open up your iPod, you pop that in, you listen I to phone, songs you mate. want to. iPhone, Well, I well blank your, phone, I guess. <laughs> your own brand, yeah, smartphone, phone. yeah. Uh, but yeah, it like. I really enjoyed listening to that game. Yeah, it's it's funny because I know in your Matthew three, what's 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 it called when a game specifically puts like a a song over a certain like setup? Like there's yeah. like a fancy name Montage. for it. No, but like scoring, not like reactive music, but I guess scoring. But are I you, are you I... thinking in terms of the game it being characters can hear it in the game? Or... No, I'm just thinking of like they put in um, a song at a certain point deliberately. I guess that is scoring, but I swear I heard like someone say a really fancy name for it. I don't know if it's like because at times there's triggered like compared like depending on what you do. Or... Weirdly enough, Watch Dogs Two does that. Like uh, there are certain missions. Oh, cause... I know. Ode to Joy features in one mission, right? Yeah, yeah. There's, there's I think that was stuff. in a trailer for the game. There's there's one mission in particular where. Uh, towards the end of the game, which is... Oh, no spoilers, but I haven't finished yet. Superb. Yeah, I guess, because it wouldn't be like... I just kind of want to use words diegetic and non-diegetic. Maybe that's it. That's probably the one. Well, diegetic is when the music exists in the world and non-diegetic is when in the game is sound... When something is being soundtracked. That's what I meant. That's what I understand. Oh, okay. Um, But yeah, like, Matthew 3 does a very good thing on missions of... Because it makes it very cinematic, and I think Mafia 3 definitely wants to create this almost HBO-style feel mm. uh, to the game where, as you play along, it's uh, choreographed perfectly. Right, yeah. You do a mission, a, a song starts playing, and because 
again in Matthew 3 it's hits from the 60s yeah but it's you have like the ones you recognize but then it goes deeper and you get songs you might not have heard tell you what I love about Watchdogs 2 over that um which is um run the jewels obviously <laughs> but like a lot of the soundtrack is uh like san franciscan as well like they've got the dead kennedys yep. in there and stuff who like come from san francisco and, and it, like it builds like an incredible sound but my like favorite thing about that game i don't know can i go that hyperbolic but there is one bit that i love and i i'm hoping like future gta is like if we get them hopefully surely we will um, but uh, <laughs> it's not confirming anything. I don't know. Hang on. But <laughs> Are you telling me? You're... <laughs> GTA 6 confirmed. Um, but the ability to have earphones. Yeah. Marcus having earphones is brilliant. Like, because they're plugged into his phone. And um, uh, so you can listen to music at any time. Like, you don't have to just be in a car um, like I... in GTA. So I, I agree with you. Like, that ability is amazing. And having, like, when you listen to the radio yeah. and discover songs which you then get as MP3s. Oh, yeah, Song to, Sneak. That's great. So, that's like, amazing. it's kind of like a, this weird collectible thing where if you, it's like sh the Shazam app, right? Yeah. Where if there's a song in the world, like, playing near you and, like, you, Marcus, I guess, catches a, a snippet of it, you can hit your touchpad and it'll add it to your library. Um, but I love being able to put in earphones and, um, uh, it'll even like play through cutscenes as well, but just at a lower level. Like my my only problem with it and is the fact that you get into a car and it's so quiet. Yeah, you can't just the, the, ca audio the cars are loud. I guess. Yeah, they are very loud. <laughs> um, and at one point it says, "Hey, don't like you like the roar of the engine." Like, no, I hate it. I'm yeah, like, let roar me of the listen engine. to run the jewels. I want a rumble at best. <laughs> um, yeah, but I I love that, and I like I it would be cool if he had like a volume thing on his phone or something. Um, but like the fact it's even done that, it like seems such an obvious thing to do. But I remember playing it in previews and being like, this is the best thing ever. Like all I want to do in an, in an open world, and I know I play um, like the freeform well or like open world games or stuff like very differently to how you like to play games. Like I know you prefer kind of objective led stuff i sometimes prefer a bit of structure yeah so like for instance you vastly prefer dragon quest builders over minecraft yes. whereas i vastly prefer well i haven't actually played dragon quest builders yet i need to but like i tend to and this is the same with open worlds and, and watchdogs i tend to i'll do some missions but then i just get utterly lost in doing my own thing in the world and like creeping around on people and like hacking phones and... i guess it's the thing like i've never especially when i play open world games i have a tendency to drift into side missions right okay rather yeah. than kind of like side, side missions are awesome that's why um but yeah there's there's Summer. there's one uh there's one great one in watchdogs 2 which uh has been quite sad to see the internet spoil for everyone we won't talk about it um we I... won't but um there's there's some crackers in there isn't there yeah and i think that's um there's a larger point to be made about watching nice, cool little Easter eggs kind of get dissected before people even have a chance to discover them on their own. Yeah, it um, kind of sucks. I know Matt's written a, an uh, an opinion piece on on kind of uh, uh, game studios blowing their load early. Really, I, I'm pretty sure he used that phrase. So don't come after me. But um, <laughs> like as regard to like the best bits of games, so like Uncharted Four, like the Jeep sequence and things like that, and it's kind of like, oh well, why would you do that? And like you know, as a trailer, I guess so you want to show the, a demo. I guess you want to see the best. They knew bits, they had but... a little, a little certain certain saved. Yeah, they did early they did. on. Which again, if you haven't played Uncharted Four, we won't spoil here. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you know, Watch Dogs Two um, is if you were burnt by the first one, 
Yeah. Definitely give this one a chance. Yeah. It, it feels more like a realisation. I feel yeah, and I feel like with maybe the weight of expectations taken like taken off their shoulders because I think everyone just completely really was like watch dog too i think people completely tapped out to be honest like i was quite because i was burnt by the first game like not badly but i it wasn't what i wanted it to be i didn't find it i like games with a lot of character like don't we all uh aiden was a bit of a wet fish but um uh so so i was like you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna give him a chance i'm gonna go in positive like um, and I, I think they've really turned it around. They've finally made sort of, they've gone for the less serious tone. They've gone like, you know, what if like you could hack people with your mobile phones? And they've made it as silly as like that sort of stuff sounds. And 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 they've reconciled a lot of like tonal things. I think as well as as well as like you would expect them to be able to. Um, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. I'm playing it a lot. And most importantly, we got through all of that without mentioning Wrench once. Yeah! No! My baby! <laughs> my um, baby! Wait, but come on. Who's your favourite character in Watch Dogs 2? Say it. Say it. No. Say it, Ben. Wrench. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Yeah, I mean, let's not get into it. But good ca- character development, right? They they, they, they do, do a gr- very they do a much better job with Wrench than they do other characters. And it's frustrating how <laughs> good a job they do with him and other ones they struggle to get right. Oh. Without going into without going into it, but yeah, good old Wrenchy, my boy, my he, boy. He, you can tell that they were onto something there. Oh, that's cool. Uh, so that's unfortunately all we've got time for today. because oh. mags don't get written if we're just doing podcasts. That's all the time. true. I'm actually writing as we speak under this little desk that we're doing the podcast. I've got like you know, I've got my phone. I'm just tapping out like a preview at the same time. That that's why there's gonna be so much interference on the podcast. <laughs> and we're gonna <laughs> yeah. have to re-record beep, 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 it. Wasted even more time. <laughs> Uh, no, thank you for listening. Don't forget, as we already mentioned at the top of the podcast, our next issue with uh, some very big exclusives. <laughs> we still can't say anything. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be on sale on Tuesday. So there's a very good chance you're listening to it and it's out and you're like, man. Can you not just say blank? <laughs> and we'll be like, no. I've no. just bleeped it. Oh, I just bleeped it. They don't even know what was underneath oh, it. Oh, damn it! Um, yeah, so, that yeah. that'll be on shelves on Tuesday, and believe me, you'll uh, you'll know it when you see it. You'll you'll <laughs> want this one. If uh, you if you only ever buy one OPM, don't subscribe instead because what? there's so much good stuff. What else have we got in here? We got Ben's Cod Call, review. Call of Duty Infinite Warfare and Modern, Modern Warfare, Warfare Remastered review. We've got a ton of VR game reviews as usual, letting you know what's good, what's not so good. Uh, lots of good stuff, lots of not so good stuff. So you'll want to read the review. We've got a World of uh, World of Final Fantasy review. Well, it's more like a shooter special, isn't it? With Battlefield 1 oh, and yeah. Titanfall 2. Oh yeah, COD, Battlefield 1 and Titanfall 2. So if you are wondering which of the three... Uh, maybe one, maybe two, maybe all of them. Whether you should pick them up, we've we've got your uh, your stuff in, and here. we've got your back covered for Christmas as well. We've got our buyers' guides <gasps> to get the uh, gamers and not so into gaming yet. Uh, yeah, people. Who yeah, you love. we do have that, um, which I wrote, and I always have. I did it last year as well, and I always have a lot of fun with the gift guide, um, and I make some pretty, uh, if I do say so myself, amazing jokes and. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Very bad puns. I was watching Matt uh, read it and check it before we sent it to print, and he was like, literally had his head in his hands. Uh, Wait, that so G- that G-mate's changed a ringing, a, a ringing endorsement uh, there. Um, yeah, lots of lots of stupid puns in there. I um, will also say I'm very happy we got the thumper 
final in. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. Lots of really, really swish gifts in there, um, and and lots of mental ones yeah. actually. Oh, we've actually even got in there. Um, if you if you love wrench as Ben Tyra does, Ben Tyra loves wrench confirmed. Uh, we've even we've even got an idea of these. I put in these. Uh, LED glasses that you can actually write uh, oh, words on and stuff, and they the like worst. scroll them across your eyes. Ew, <laughs> right, that's it. I can't handle it anymore. Yeah, uh, yeah, and follow us on Twitter at OPM UK on Facebook. OPM underscore UK. OPM underscore UK. Very important. Um, follow you can um, follow us on Facebook. That's mm-hmm. official PlayStation Magazine UK. Mm-hmm. Um, I am at Ben Tyra. And you are? At Gen- it's Jen Sim. Oh my gosh, nearly got that wrong. Uh, yeah, but I hope you've enjoyed it. Let us know um, if you've got any questions for the podcast or anything like that. Yeah, we normally, well, Ben normally pops up a little uh, question of uh, something we want to talk about about question the next magazine. The um, I think we probably already know what that's going to be, considering our cover feature. Um, but we will certainly shoot you a question on the Facebooks, on the Twitters. So keep an eye out for that um, and send us any other questions you have and that you'd like us to answer on the podcast. Awesome. And uh, yeah, see you next time. See you next time. Bye. Bye.